It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Necessarily eliminated 
They're still trying to work on this. But you're saying you don't like the percentages for LSU. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the percentages because I don't think anything's going to necessarily change. I don't think that he's going to. You know, I still think he's going to have to come in and compete. Now, can they offer him more reps at number two? Sure. But, I mean, if my, the thing that I think LSU is trying to sell here is, well, I mean, you might beat out Jackson Dart, and Bill, he probably would, but you might beat him out, but you're still having to go compete. And you're, you were okay with saying and being the number two guy. What's the difference now? What's the difference in coming in here and competing? I just don't think that they like that not having the assurance. And Bill, or I mean, can you get? I mean, at the end of the day, can you can you really give them an assurance that he will be the number two guy when, again, as I just mentioned, Garrett Nussmeyer's don't Bill. He's thrown for over 500 yards in two weeks, and he's only he, he hasn't he, he has not started, and he has and he's only played really and truthfully. Let's just say a half of football, okay? Maybe a little bit more than a half of football. So, I mean, Garrett Garrett Nussmeyer has gone out there and let it rip. Now there was some talk, there was some talk, Bill, earlier if, if Garrett were to hit the portal from some people that I, you know, I trust, you know, that you know Georgia might have gotten into the mix if he would. Like, there's a lot of people that wanted Nussmeyer if he hit the portal. So, I mean, there there's a give and take here. I just don't understand, I guess, for me, maybe a little too old school of not competing. But, I mean, in the new age of the portal and quarterbacks, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. Blake Rafino with us every Wednesday. Time in Myrtle Beach says, and this is asked Blake, I personally believe LSU's biggest issue was the run game. Daniels was the leading rusher on the team with almost double the yards of Williams and Kane. Who emerges next season to fix this? I don't think the running game was an issue, Bill. They ran for 2,600 rushing yards. We posted this yesterday, so you, the time can go and look at, you know, on our Twitter. They ran for 2,600 rushing yards. Bill, they have 25, around roughly 2,500 yards returning. Jane Daniels only accounted for 33%. Now, Bill, that, a lot of people would say, well, that's a lot from a quarterback. And I, and I get you, but then you've got to go and look at some of the other statistics from other teams, meaning, look, you still have Stetson Bennett with 10 rushing touchdowns. You can go to the Cam Newton and Tim Tebow years where they ran the football. You can look at Kyler Murray and the percentages there. But I think that their running game was really strong. Now, here's, here's the interesting part. LSU has a five-star uh, tackle coming in as the Lantar Bill. I think he's going to play right away. I think they're going to put him at right tackle and put Emory Jones, who was a true freshman at started right tackle, who had no business playing that, he'll move into right guard. Bill, there's a statistic that I and, – and, and, and something that I subscribe to. And the Pro Football Focus does this a little bit, but a team that has more than four, four or five guys that have starts underneath their belt returning, the running game does usually produce 25% more yardage from one year to the next. So from this past year to the next year, historically you can expect 25% more rushing yards than what you had a season ago. Now, my point in saying that, Bill, if they, if they do that, they're going to rush for 3,000 yards and then pass for maybe another 3,000. So, I mean, they're going to be very balanced. In reference to who emerges, 
Frank Wilson's always done this, Bill. If you remember in the Les Miles days, they didn't have one centric back. The reason that LSU literally went, I think, what was it, a seven, eight year span with 13, 14 running backs drafted is because they split a lot of reps. I don't think that there's going to be one guy with Frank Wilson that's going to emerge. They rotate a lot. That's just how he does things. But, Bill, you've got to give him credit. They've had more under Frank Wilson, who's one of the best recruiters of in LSU's history, if not the best, has more running backs drafted from LSU than any other position group at, in that same time span that the coach has been there. So I, that's just how he does things. I don't know if there's just going to be one dude. Now, can there be one? Yes. Do I think there will be one, Bill? No, I do not. Sam Dogg in Georgia asked Blake what his report card grades are for the offense, defense, and special teams. If spring practice is tutoring, what do the Tigers need to work on? Special teams, D+. Plus. Brian Pullen's got to figure some things out. Now, Bill, they add 24 kids uh, in midterm enrollees. Bill, for, for the first time, they're getting back to the 85 scholarship limit. I think special teams, because, you know, is going to be fine there. Aaron Anderson comes in. Bill, I, I give them a B-plus around the board. I think that there was, you know, offense and defense. I think that there's a lot of things they got to improve on in the defensive running game. They didn't have depth there. They go into the portal. They get a lot of depth on the defensive line. Offensively, Jane Daniels has to attack down the field at times. There's just too many times he's he, – I don't want to say he missed, but did not pull the trigger until later in the season. And then that's when you beat teams like Alabama and, and so forth. So I give him a solid B plus. I'll tell you what, I don't know if outside of Louisiana it's mentioned enough, but the improvement the offense made from game one to the end is borderline astonishing. It really is, Bill, and especially especially in, in throwing the football. You've got to give Mike Denbrock a lot of credit. They, and, look, people don't realize how much better Jane Daniels got as a passer. Now, did he miss some vertical shots? Yes. Who is the 70% completion percentage guy? Oh, and by the way, everybody's favorite wide receiver, Kayshawn Bouti, led the nation in drops and drop percentage. Bill, 13% of the time, if you threw it at Kayshawn, it was going to be a drop. So, And that's not just with Jane Daniels. They, they were led the SEC in drops. So they had so many more yards and points, Bill, that they left on the field that if they can clean up, it's going to get even better. So this offense, I think, is the best from a – I'm not going to say they're going to be the best offense in the SEC next year, but, Bill, they have the most returning offense, uh, running game and in the passing game. They return damn near everything. So they're going to be a problem. And now you have another year – Coaching, still same coaching staff. There's a difference, Bill, when you have that many people returning on your team. And so I, I, I really do believe that they're going to be a problem, even if Jane Daniels is the quarterback, because I think that he's going to work on that deep intermediate passing game, which is going to make them even more deadly. And, Bill, here's the thing. LSU stopped, and I talked, you know, but I talked to Tim Brock a little bit about this. I'll just throw this out there. Bill, they didn't go any. They did not go hurry up from Tennessee, the Tennessee game on as much as they wanted to because they did not have the defensive depth, which they couldn't rotate guys in and out. They because of the lack of scholarship guys that they had on the team. So, Bill, when they started going up tempo, the teams, the teams that they did that, Bama, 
uh, uh, Georgia in the second half. They've had a lot of success. Hey, Blake, literally 10 seconds. Mason Smith's on target to be back with that knee, right? Everything good? He's going to be back this spring. Okay. Tell everybody how they get your stuff. AYS Sports across the board. Check out our SEC show, Rapino and Joe show, for me twice a week. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, Phil. Go Tigers. Catch in about an hour. Jeff Ketchum, Orange Bloods. Oh, there's more drama at Michigan. Did you see this? Yeah, we'll get to it. Little drama. I can't help it. our routine with daily Tennessee jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play daily Tennessee jackpot. Only from the Tennessee lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
Hey guys, it's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. and you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omni Nashville Hotel. Two things can be true simultaneously. Michigan football is in very good shape as a roster, as a program. Even if Harbaugh continually, yearly, flirts with the NFL, even if he's not on speaking terms with his AD, Ward Manuel, even if the president has to say, hey, I talked to him, and he's coming back. I told that to the AD. Even if it gets weird like that. Here's another one. Michigan football offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach Matt Weiss currently is on leave from the program. While campus police investigate a report of computer access crimes that took place in Schimbeckler Hall from December the 21st through the 23rd. Weiss, who has not been with the team or on the recruiting trail recently while being put on paid administrative leave, had a police presence at his Ann Arbor home last week, believed to be related to the university investigation. A quote from Weiss, I'm aware of the ongoing investigation by the Michigan Police, University of Michigan Police, and fully cooperating with investigators. I look forward to the matter being resolved, so on and so forth. Despite the alleged crimes taking place prior to the trip to the Fiesta Bowl, UM's campus crime log shows a report made on January 5th from Schimbeckler Hall. Quote, an employee reported fraudulent activity involving someone accessing university email accounts without authorization. Upon further investigation, it was found that a crime may have been committed. Story goes on to read, seems to suggest that someone who works in Schimbeckler Hall, Weiss, or no, 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 somebody else, reported that another person was accessing other email accounts without their permission. No other information is available, and Weiss has not been cited in the log or the police statement related to ESPN. Accessing any account that is password protected without somebody's consent can be considered criminal per the Michigan legislature. A snippet of the law can be found below. No need to go there. So apparently, and I don't know what he was doing, but allegedly the offensive coordinator 
and quarterback coach at Michigan, Matt Weiss. And he is on leave. He's not with a program right now. Paid leave. Was accessing other email accounts that he had to hack into. And that's a problem. Now, what was he looking for? What was he doing? I have no idea. (laughs) What would be, if you're the offensive coordinator at a school, why would it be important for you to hack into other emails? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. But what would he be looking for? And, I mean, that's... That's a huge question mark. Don't know. Uh, no, I, that, that's got more questions than the Jaden Rashada story. I mean, there's a million questions there that I wish I had answers to that I do not. Josh in London, Ohio, soon to be Picktown, where he's moving. Bill, what happened now? Did Ann Moeller show up? And crawl in the back seat, and I just stopped there. Because <laughs> I knew it was a setup from Josh. Pac-12 Dave Bill, and I, I wasn't able to get this. I had a couple other things I wanted to get with Blake, and we ran out of time there. Is LSU going to have the linebacker core that they were famous for again? Well, they got Harold Perkins. That's a good start. You see Harold Perkins, he had a game. Two best games I saw from an individual defender was JTT in the Penn State game and Harold Perkins in the Arkansas game. This year, those are the two best individual defensive performances I've seen this year. There's probably one that slipped by me, but those are the two that jumped off the screen right at me and said, hey, Bill, hey, Billy, you better take a look at this. It was amazing. It was remarkable to watch. And one's a true freshman. One was a true sophomore when this happened. Jumped right off the TV projector right into my lap. Was very, very good. So, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. The A.D. Mitchell. Oh, and you know what? It's good. We'll have catch on, and L-Dog brought this up. The uh, wide receiver at Georgia, their best receiver that's not Brock Bowers, at least to date, and he's had injury problems this year, but made some big plays here late. He is from Cane Ridge High School, which is Antioch, Tennessee, which is Nashville and is a very good wide receiver. And Lad McConkie is coming back. But is it confirmed yet about A.D. Mitchell? I asked Rusty earlier during the show. I sent him a message. I said, do you think this is correct? Is A.D. Mitchell going to transfer? He said, yes, if I had to bet on it, I think it's right. The rumor about him, again, Let's put it in that category. We might as well just start a new category, the rumor category, is that Texas is heavily involved here. Catch just so happens. That wasn't the reason I was going to have Catch on the show today, but that will come up. 
I might ask that early just to get it out of the way. But, yes, Arch Manning's on campus too. But you would th- – now, again, I don't know what the relationship is with Tennessee. And Tennessee did take Dante Thompson out of Oregon. And maybe they don't want any of the receivers. They, they like what they have coming back. The kid they're bringing in out of North Carolina is a five-star talent, the receiver, who's, who's on campus. And they did bring in a receiver, like we just mentioned, out of Oregon. He's from Maryland, but who is – he can be if, – if, if this kid maxes, he could be an impact like Jamison Williams was. That's what kind of impact he could be at Tennessee in that style of offense. Unless Joe Milton is overthrowing him by 15 yards, which in the last game he did not do. He was very on point in that game. Very on point. But, and again, A.D. Mitchell's from right here. But that's not where, at least at, least at the moment, that's not where the rumor is. I'm sure – what he's doing is saying, okay, if you're going to bring Dominic Levitt in and you're going to bring in Rara Thomas, that's going to cut down on touches. I got to go somewhere where I'm going to get the ball. Which he was getting the ball there when he was healthy. Plenty. He's getting plenty. But, but anyways, that one is also, I think, intriguing. That, that whole topic, that whole story is intriguing. Baseball is, y'all, about a month away. College baseball, which I have adopted within the last five years, is about a month away. And I am very excited about it. I don't know, and again, I'm not saying baseball is equal to college football. I'm about to say something that sounds like that's what I'm saying. I'm not. But I got to tell you, probably because college baseball, even though I've followed it casually for many decades, I've never immersed myself in it. It's never grabbed me and pulled me in. Last five years it has. I do not have a historic perspective on college baseball. I mean, I, I remember teams and items and players, but not, not like I'm fully obsessed with a lifetime of college football, okay? It'll never be the same. But I got to tell you, and it's probably because of all the years I've, I've spent in college football, I find myself waiting for baseball, college baseball, more so than I do football. And, again, I don't love it more than college football. But, again, I'm so used to football. I've, I've had a million years to feast on college football, right? So I don't find myself in June, oh, my God, I cannot wait for August 3rd or whatever, right? I just don't. I know what's coming. I'm patient, and I'm excited about it. But I'm not just – I can't count down the days. It's killing me. Baseball is kind of like that for me now. Now, I'm not – obsessing over it every day, but I'm anxious. I'm eager. I'm excited. 
And again, let me tell you what got me started. Not Tony Valls, even though that's a fantastic topic and story. It's the Vandy Boys. That's what we got me going. Tim Corbin. And look, I had Tim Corbin on the show 15 years ago. He used to come by series in the spring. And he'd come right in studio. We'd have him on, and, and I learned so much talking to him. But the Vandy Boys, that's what got me going. That's what got me all excited about college baseball. And since then, it's just been one year after another. The development of Tony Bowles and obviously LSU. LSU is probably the college baseball capital of the world. And Ole Miss and Mississippi State being the last two national champions, which is a wonderful story. Arkansas has got a fantastic program. ACC has lots of programs. Florida State's got Link Jarrett there now. Miami historically is good. Wake Forest is the top ten program. North Carolina. Virginia. There, there's tons. Georgia Tech, not so much recently, right, but but still a good program. L-Dog down in Peachtree City. Bill, rumor with A.D. Mitchell is that his child lives in Texas and he wants to be closer to his child. I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, he can go down there. If indeed he ends up in Texas, he can have the mullet throwing to him. No, not Gundy. (laughs) Quinn Ewers. I'm assuming Quinn still has that... See, Gundy wears a mullet good. I'm not a big mullet fan, but but Gundy wears it right when he has the mullet. Ewers looks like Joe Dirt. Okay? It just, it's not right. <laughs> and he has Arch Manning. Yeah, imagine, imagine you're A.D. Mitchell and you end up in Texas and you get a memo, hey, uh, Arch is going to be out here in green grass throwing. See it too. That wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad at all. Ole Miss Evie, uh, she'll be with us Friday. How about them hotty toddy boys? Yeah, well, national champion. They go from the coach being rumored to perhaps being eliminated as the head coach to the national champions. How does that happen? Well, it happened. That's another exciting thing about college baseball, which is different. That can't happen. What what happened with Ole Miss there cannot happen in, in football, okay? In co- well, in college football. No, that couldn't happen. Baseball absolutely can happen. You get hot at the right time. Got to remember, other than losing the Arkansas game, once they got to the NCAA tournament, there wasn't really a game that was in doubt, was there? I may be skipping a game, but I don't remember one for them. That's how good that was. Major moves in West by God, Virginia. Billy, if the G5 were to play their football season from April just after the final four weekend to July 4th, would there be more or less excited, or would you be, excuse me, more or less excited about college baseball? Wouldn't change at all. 
it wouldn't change at all. Um, remember when we were in 2020 and the Corona Bros thought they had taken over the world? And in some cases they did. But, and, and leagues, the Big Ten, and then the cowardly Pac-12 canceled. We're not playing. And remember, there was all the talk about, but we, we will come back in this week. I made it very clear on this show, we are not going to be treating that like the playing portion of the season between September and November, regular season. That is not going to get a bunch of play. I don't even know if on Saturdays I'm watching much. Football in the spring is not some void in my life that I need. And I love it. But no. I would have on college baseball first and then those football games probably second in the spring. It's not the time of year I need. Good that's a very good question. It's a fantastic question. My major news. Omni Nashville Hotel. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Online at CordellCordell.com, 317-322-0122, 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1250, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Lieutenant, can you tell us what happened today? Our officers responded to a crash on I-40 westbound this morning. The driver of a pickup truck lost control of the vehicle, veered left, and went into a ditch. 911, what's your emergency? We've been in a crash. Please send someone. My fiancé is hurt. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt. She survived without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. 
Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. things that won't happen in college football is a team like Coastal Carolina winning the Natty. Yeah, Coastal's been a fantastic program. Jimmy Chadwell won 11 games. And then this last year, and Tom's over there, I think he won nine games. And then he took the Liberty job. But it's been a very good program. But but no, Coastal Carolina could not in a playoff situation in college football get hot and win the thing. That could not happen. Now, could a one-time moment happen where there's an upset that nobody could foresee? I guess, yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't want to say never. It's not likely, but it could happen. But a St. Peter's just beat Kentucky. Of course, this Kentucky team today. But that Kentucky team St. Peter's beat was a very good Kentucky team. Could that happen in football? Very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Just can't hold up. I, I don't know how you're not playing that kind of competition. You get into the playoffs, you're playing another level of competition. I don't know how you hold up. Be hard. It would be what we just saw in TCU, which is a wonderful story, is so unlikely. I mean, we may go another 30 years and not see something like that. And good, good team, yeah, good team. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I love watching them. But a huge outlier. When we expand out, you're going to have more opportunities for that kind of thing to happen. Yes, but it's, it's not likely. Jeff, too, posted a picture. He, the wifey, and the kids went to the Vanderbilt-Alabama game at Memorial Gymnasium in Nashville. Coach Marshall got fan of the game, presented by Todd of the Omni, and 
Marshall's done that a couple times, right? Didn't he do it? I think he's done it at another basket. Might have done it at a baseball game. I don't remember. But Coach Marshall is a big fan. Yeah, I saw that. That's a good family picture of Jeff, too, the wife and the kids. Wife, His wife works there at the, uh, at the hospital. So that was a good night out for the family there. Yeah, very good night out. Pac-12 Dave down on the Emerald Coast said, Billy, got some weather moving in late tonight affecting the Franklin area. Heads up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's that time. Really, yesterday was warm around here. We went from Friday last week being cold to being warm again. Jeff Ketchum will be with us about 20 minutes into hour number three. Orange Bloods is his site, a historically incredibly popular site. I got to know Catch back in the Rivals radio days and got to know him 15-plus years ago. He used to come into town for meetings, and he may still do that, but but I would see him over because the radio booth, our setup was in Maryland Farms, which is a place over in the Brentwood area. And uh, got to know him back then. He is a wonderful site owner and uh, opiner of all things Texas sports, football, baseball, what have you, basketball. They just ran off their coach a couple of weeks ago. And we'll have plenty of time. 20 after next hour, Jeff Ketchum is with us. And I look forward to it. Josh in Picktown, soon to be in Picktown. How bad are these potential crimes at Michigan? Well, I don't want to read what Zach Smith posted, but if that's what is on there, wow. Now, again, here, here's all I know. The offensive coordinator for Michigan, Weiss, allegedly was tapping into other email accounts. Somebody noticed this, spotted it, which can be a criminal activity. Now, what would the offensive coordinator be doing tapping into other email accounts? I have no idea. What he needed, what he was looking for, what he was snooping around for, if indeed this is true, he has been sent on paid leave. He is not with the program right now. And if you want to know what some of the rumors are, you can click on that. I'm not going to mention that here. But uh, Josh wants to know how bad are these potential crimes. If that is indeed true, what has been posted by Zach Smith now, then that is incredibly not only embarrassing, but legally a huge red flag and problem. Yep, indeed, that's right. That That's, to say the least, that is not good. Not good. Anyways, we got a break coming up here on this Wednesday edition. Yeah, Jim said you probably just ought to pull that battery out. Yes, he's right. I tr- we tried the reset thing again yesterday afternoon, and it, it will hold for a couple of hours, but then overnight, the chirp comes back. Whatever reason this thing's acting up. 
Omni National Hotel. We'll be back. Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's never a bad time to have a good time at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center. And that's exactly what WNSR Nashville Sports Radio will be doing Friday, January 20th. With not one, but two shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes on Nolensville Pike. That's right. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Both shows broadcasting live from Tusculum Lanes. And you're invited to come bowl, eat, drink, and just hang out with the guys and WNSR listeners and receive a discount on bowling and food during the broadcast. That's Friday, January 20th. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show from 9 to 11. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin from 2 to 4. Two shows, one location, one station. Broadcasting live from Strike and Spare Tusculum Lanes. Located at 5315 Nolensville Pike. Friday the 20th. On the road, on the air, and everywhere. With WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell us, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
The Bill King Show. Coming up about 20 minutes in. Georgia Dawn. Bill. A.D. Mitchell has two natty rings. Maybe he thinks he needs stats for the NFL. Conversely, the Thomas and Lovett duel has stats but no natties. New era of college football. Might be. Yeah, might be. Um, I do know that, as L. Dog was talking about, He's got a child in Texas, and he moved here. Best I remember, he moved here from Texas. He played at Cambridge, which is Antioch, Tennessee, and was a star receiver over there, signed with Georgia, and has been a good player, played as a true freshman. But And today is the deadline. Today's the 18th, right? So we'll see what happens there. But, but yeah, it sounds like that is trending for sure. Patton, who'd you say? Top water assassin in, I don't want to say Nowheresville, South Carolina, because that's a beautiful state, but somewhere over there he's located. What's up, sir? Actually, I'm down in Savannah today. But anyway, um, this is something I I noticed. I was curious. This is a good uh, non-playing portion of the season question. Um, I found your show, I don't know, 13, 15 years ago on satellite radio. I know it was about a year before Leach came on. And – I've just noticed, and then when I refound you a few years ago, um, the format seems to have changed. It seems like back then you did a lot more, and I like it better now, so this is not a critique, but it seemed like it was a lot, lot more recruiting. Um, you bringing up names I'd never heard of, you know. It, did, is this just a, a natural thing, or were they forcing you to do more of that back then, or just your interests have changed, or – or am I wrong? <laughs> Fantastic question. Yeah, very good question. It's just the ebb and flow of the show. It's the the, the show always moves, right? It's it never sits in the same position. We used to also, if you'll remember, take a million phone calls. And that's just not and I don't like your call and stuff, that's good. But we just don't do that anymore. It's just different. Um that's just the maturation of the show. And and I don't mean it in the true sense of maturity, but I just mean that's the way the show has grown. That's the direction it has gone in. Recruiting, here, here's the thing about recruiting, and I have lamented this, and this is not exactly what you just said, but I've, I've wanted since back in the Sirius XM days to get somebody on Thursdays, just like we did back then for an hour. Every Thursday, every week of the year. And frankly, those guys don't exist anymore. Now, they're out there, but they don't want to be exposed. And exposed, I don't mean in a negative way, but it's a lot of pressure to come on this show not having any idea what question is going to be asked and then get people from the audience firing away at you about all these various players and recruits. That's a big task. And nobody in this generation wants to do that. I had a guy that I had on, and he wasn't all that good. He's very well known right now. 
that was doing it, and he basically couldn't take it anymore. He's a guy that everybody knows, and he just didn't like the pressure of it. Now, when I had on Jerry Hamilton and all them, that was the best we'd ever done. That that was the peak of it. And yeah, and and even though I love recruiting, I don't obsess over it. So your point is, I don't. You don't hear me going at it as much when it comes to recruiting. That's true. I still love it, but I don't obsess over it like I did all those years. And that's why that changed. Gotcha. All right. Well, I've got several more good ones. I'll, I'll just space them out about one a week for the next couple of months. <laughs> well, we got we got four. We got four, three minutes. Throw another one at me. Um. Okay. Um. I noticed like your your style's kind of. I don't know. Would you say a, a thirty thousand foot view of college football? Just you know, you know a good bit about you know. I don't know the top thirty or forty schools. When I hear somebody like uh, Greg McElroy talking on his little podcast, he is so in-depth on, uh, like if he was BSing about Alabama or something, I probably wouldn't catch it. But when he mentions Clemson, he knows what he's talking about. Do you think that he has, like, just an army of people working for him and giving him stats or he's got some kind of, I mean, just minute things that he picks up on, on, you know, 30 different schools just seems impossible for one person to do. Do those guys, I mean, do you know what's going on over there? I mean, there's a lot of guys you can catch them that, that really don't know what they're talking about. But Yeah, McElroy's highly intelligent, number one. He's very good at communicating, number two. You can be really smart and not be a good communicator. He's both. He's both. He's, he's very intellectual. He's a very good wordsmither. He's very good at communicating, and he's a football guy. His dad's a football guy. He comes from a football family. He's a quarterback. I don't think he has a bunch of people out there working for him. I think just through interpretation and knowledge and what he witnesses. Got to remember, he does a game of the week on ABC or ESPN as well. It's always a big name team or games. So he's going to pick up a lot of stuff just from his life. Just his travels. I don't think it's anything he has to try hard at at all. I think it comes naturally. Must not. Have a good one, buddy. All right, man. Two good, two very good questions. Now, McElroy is a very good communicator. No question. Jeff, catch him in about 20 minutes. We'll catch up with him. He communicates pretty well on radio. Catch him's good. Omni Nashville Hotel.